I like Raph because he gets butt hurt and he's bitter. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I identify with that. Uh, that checks out. Like, I love it. I relate to Raph. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, Australia's juiciest and smoothest gaming podcast. Thanks to Manscaped, save 20% off with the code WELLSHAVED. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Verbruge. Hello, happy to be here. Adam Ryan. Oh, hello. Nathan Hennessy. Ah, much, much. Welcome. Hello. And... Making his well-played DLC debut, Mark Isaacson. I don't know what I've got myself into. You do know exactly yeah. what you've got yourself into. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> but yes, hi. I'm, you yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's, we haven't even just barely started the podcast and we're already having more fun than I've had the last year. Well, that's that's uh, great to hear. Great to hear the podcast is always. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, yeah, for those who weren't here, uh, we had to try. This is we're on our third, fourth program to try and get this podcast recorded. That's how much it it means to to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how are we all? How are we all going? Shit. Nice. <laughs> that, that, that sums it up pretty well, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nathan, I'm great. I, I don't need to see sunlight anymore. I've got Elden Ring. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hey. Have you okay? Just a, how long have you been wearing that singlet? Because <laughs> um, <clears throat> you wore it last week. Have you taken it off since then? You should see what the couch looks like. There's a big old indent. Yeah, love oh, that. Um, Elden Ring. Nice, Adam. How's the um? How's the new house? Yeah, mate. It's doing well. We've we've got all our shit. Hopefully, in the the place that they will stay but no doubt key will be like oh actually i want the couch upstairs and i'll have to move everything again but for the moment it's all good nice have you uh sampled any of the local eateries and uh yeah we uh we went for a walk around the neighborhood last night yeah last night just because we with all the the moving and whatnot we haven't really had a chance to have a good look around and we stumbled upon this little Japanese place that's like a block from our house. Uh, so we went there and it was phenomenal. So yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of places that we've spotted but haven't tried yet. So it's going to be a very expensive and filling few weeks and months while we settle in, I think. Nice, nice. I'm going uh, to make a claim here that's probably going to anger a lot of people. I Go think Japanese food is overrated as fuck. Yeah, get out. So it's like the only yeah, cuisine does. I can enjoy. Yeah, I'm not turning back to the podcast again. Uh, so <laughs> I'll just should I go now? No. <laughs> Look, I like it. I wish we were back in Skype, so overrated. I didn't have to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew I was going to uh, upset some people. It's just a bit basic, I think. But like we are uh, part of the appeal. A bit basic. What the mm. fuck? We had a uh, no. Okay, hang on. hear me out. So we had uh, no. no I don't want to. That Anna's <laughs> been keen to try. 
we got a sushi sashimi pack, which was lovely. Uh, but we've got like a, chick- a chicken teriyaki, which was like 29 bucks, right? And I was like, this is like $15 at most. There's like barely any flavor. No good. And it's just, I, I find that quite common with Japanese food. It's just a bit pricey for what you get. But love sashimi. So whatever. Was this in the suburbs or the city? This is in Camberwell. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's your first problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where that is. <laughs> I think that's partially... Fair point, but still, my point stands. <laughs> um, anyway, so... It just sounds like you've had a shit... What a, shit it sounds like you don't like mate. Japanese food from Camberwell. <laughs> which is like... Mate, the sashimi pack with the sushi and the... Uh, the tempura prawns was very good, very good. But yeah, well, don't defend I, I, I just it. Just find their. What's your point? No, no. I, I said that was good. Pick a fucking lane, Zach. I... <laughs> Fuck this. Maybe I'll quit the podcast. Um. Anyway, m- moving on. Uh, let's talk about games that we've been playing. So, Mark, you listen to the podcast, so you know yeah. how we, how we, how we go. But um. While we talk about this, we just don't talk about the review games. We'll we'll cover that later. So I know that you've got one that you want to talk about. Uh, yes. But what have you been playing that is not for review? That doesn't begin with the letter E. Because I've been playing Elden Ring and I suck at it. Like very, very <laughs> badly suck at it. Um, to the point where I was like, look, uh, Elden Ring's great and it's a wonderful world, but I want something that's not going to kill me every five seconds. So for some reason I decided I'm just going to try Gran Turismo. Yeah, it's actually it's nice. it's genuinely good. It's it's yeah. really entertaining, um, and surprisingly for me, because I, I play a lot of racing games, I'm a fan of Forza, and, and I was a fan of Need for Speed when it was actually good from years ago, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's 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 probably the first game I've played in a while. It's in terms <clears> of <throat> racing games that feels really really easy to get into, even if you're not a fan of that genre. If you've never really played a racing yeah. game before, um, absolutely. It's deep in the, the the history of cars and stuff like that, which is, from my point of view, very interesting. Um, but yeah, just really simple to get into. It, it's got a it's got a story mode, which I was not expecting. Um, oh yeah, it's probably one of the better racing games I've played in recent times. That isn't just a full on action racer like a Forza or something like that. So yeah, I've been playing a lot of that recently. Uh, in between nice. dying in Elden Ring, obviously. Solid. Solid choice there. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed LGT. Adam, you, you've been playing a bit of GT as well? Yeah, I have. I've been playing it with a mate of mine who is super into racing games, has the, the whole wheel set up um, like in a, in a dedicated space and everything. And I am the complete opposite of that. I drive a Holden Astra and I know how to drive that and that's about it. That's my extent of, of cars. Is that a manual um, or an automatic? It is a manual. So I understand, I understand gearing and I have been, uh, using a manual in GT as well, which is a first for me. Usually I bitch out and go auto, uh, but not this time, but yeah, as, as Mark was saying, it's, it's unbelievable how much that game can make you enjoy cars and racing, even if you're not into that sort of thing. Like it just, yeah. it has such a passion for it that you can't help but it feel just a bit of that yourself. You. It yep. really does. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's unreal. I've I've never played a racing game outside of yeah, like the the Need for Speeds where you can you know bum around a corner at 
200 Ks an hour, like an actual simulator that I've enjoyed this much. It's yeah, it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And yeah, obviously playing uh, a bit of Elden Ring here and there as well, having a, a rotten yet good time with it. I'm just waiting for a KV to send me a message with a picture of a new race car bed. Um, <laughs> GT. No. One day, maybe one day. No. <laughs> no. Um, sorry. Did you ever have a race car? If bed? I did, Nathan. though, I would. I would. Um, no. I was gonna. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say I'd, I'd, I'd make it like a custom exhaust pipe, and then I was gonna. It was gonna go into weird places. But anyway, continue. <laughs> Speaking of exhaust pipes, Nathan, what have you been playing? Been playing? <laughs> well, where do you go with that? Um, outside of Destiny Two, which has been for review, it's just been a lot of Elden Ring. I can barely pull myself away from it. I don't think I've been this connected and glued to a game since Breath of the Wild five years ago. I don't know if I'm closing in on the final hours. I'm. I've put 80 hours into the game so far. I feel like I've seen an extraordinary amount of the game. And then... You're probably only halfway at this point, I'd say. Well, that's the thing. The game's just <laughs> casually just dropped a bombshell on me being like, yeah, you, you, you've barely done half of what we need you to do, man. You better up your game. I'm like, what? I just thought I'd beat one of the last bosses. So, yeah, game's huge. It's got so much going for it. Love it. Easy game of the year contender. Wonder what we... Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's only Feb. Well, it only came out in Feb, rather. I think uh, I'd be very surprised if that didn't win Game of the Year yeah. at this point. I think there's only probably one game that can probably knock it off, and that's God of War, in my opinion, if it comes out. Kirby's out next week. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Reclaim I've, the I've throne. I've heard Kieran talk about Kirby, and um, yeah, unless you're talking about uh, Well Played's Game Awards, but you know, I've got the secret magic that. Uh, it's going to be Resident Evil again, even if one doesn't come yeah, out. Yeah, somehow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking... I didn't even vote for that, bro. You know that. It was... Uh, Eiffel Escape should, should have won it, in my opinion. Take that anyway, out, Resi. Uh, right. I've got... Uh, well, no one else voted for it, so... Don't Blame, don't blame the people. Uh, <laughs> I played nothing. Cool. So. Very cool. Apart from five Let's different talk. podcasts recording programs, so... That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah nothing, nothing. But what I will say very quickly, it's probably not, it's probably more news, but but not news, uh, is that the GTA Five upgrade, an uh, upgrade, sorry, the PS Five version is fifteen bucks, which I thought was very, very cool. I know that Kieran, you jumped on that as well. Yeah, I picked it up. I dabbled in it. It's oh, you've played it? Like an hour of it. I um yeah very quickly remembered how uh, badly that game controls. Um, but at least right. it's playable in 60 frames now, which helps a little bit. Nice. Yeah. I was just surprised it was that cheap. 15 uh, bucks like, like until like June or something. Yeah. It's pretty good on the on the PS5. Yeah, and I think on Xbox, yeah, it's 30, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, you know, they, they probably could have easily made it like 50, 40. But no, you know, how much money can you make when it's too much? Uh, what have you have you been playing anything else, Kieran? Um, Just for a few stuff. Yeah, not really. Itching to get back into Elden Ring. Um, I still still only put maybe like eight hours into that at the most. Um, but yeah, 
That's it. Nice. All right, well, let's get into the real topics. Uh, and let's go, Kieran, let's talk about you. You've you got a, a little preview. Let's talk about me. Us. Let's talk about you. You're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, I um, I do have a I do have a bit of a preview for us. I have been, or I've been able to play, roughly eight hours of Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, that I can talk about, uh, which is something I've obviously we've discussed at length in this podcast, considering that Sony features it in their state of play every other week. Um, and you obviously saw that preview not long ago. Um, and despite the, uh, despite the amount that they were showing, despite your preview and the little state of play that they did directly after that, um, I still didn't know what to expect from this game. Very keen, but still completely unsure what to expect. Um, and it turns out at least based on the first two chapters, uh, it's weird as fuck, um, which is fantastic. Um, it's essentially like a first person action game. Um, obviously you would, you would have seen in like through gameplay previews and stuff. It's, it's all about, uh, spell weaving in first person. So it's very magic based, which is kind of a unique, um, feel in combat, but it's also an open world game. Uh, and that's probably the thing that stuck out to me most in this preview is how, old school and open world mentality it has um it's very like especially coming off the back of elden ring it's very much just a here's a bunch of stuff on a map like we're not even going to ask you to find the side quests like they're just here just go to them and do them um kind of affair but it's uh i don't know i like i quite like it um I'm very, very, obviously very early into the story in those first two chapters. I don't really know where, it, like, the twists and turns are going to be, but um, essentially you play as Akito, and he is a random that should have died in this basically apocalyptic event where all of Tokyo gets, uh, like, their spirits sucked out of them, essentially. Um, so literally everyone's dead. Um, and you wake up having been possessed by one of the spirits and his name is KK and he used to be like a, uh, paranormal detective essentially. Um, and he inhabits your dead body thinking he's going to have full control cause it's a dead body and it turns out that it's not. So you have to kind of share custody of Akito's body with him. Um, and essentially it means that you're free to run around and use his cool spectral powers and, uh, for the most part, use them just to solve um, problems f- that the spirits around Tokyo have, like, uh, you know, helping them essentially move on. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting, like, it, it feels very, very old school, um, but it also uses the idea of um, all this Japanese mythology, all the like the the yokai and the folk tales and urban myths and stuff to kind of like justify its gameplay in in a way. Um, it's it's very hard to describe, but um, Zach, I mean, you've obviously seen the game hands off and stuff, and you've read my preview. Um, I'm sure you have have questions. So I. Did actually get a code 
as well. Yes, you did. Uh, didn't get it. Didn't get it as early as you. So I've I played a little bit um, of it, and yeah. So when we when we talked about it in that hands off preview, sorry, after the hands off preview, I kind of had a, some concerns gameplay wise. It mm. just looked a bit basic. Uh, I mean, and uh, based on your preview and what you've said, and from what I've sort of played a, a little bit of, you do you do kind of get uh, you do get new powers pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. So you have the the three different uh, elemental powers. Um, but I do think it, it's it, it is still a little basic. Uh, whether it fleshes out or not, I, I'm not too sure yet. But it does feel. Uh, I was listening to kind of funny something or other, uh, maybe like Games Daily or whatever, and they uh, described it as a first-person shooter, but with finger guns almost, like, <laughs> but with hands kind of thing. And kind of, I think that's a very, 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 yeah, very good description of it because you can quick fire like the green one, um, which is the wind. You can sort of quick fire like that off, um, and the other couple kind of give you a bit, a bit yeah. more damage. Yeah, so you um, essentially have like three three elemental powers. One's like the wind power, which is uh, either like quick fire, almost like bullets, but wind powered. Um, and you even have like an ammo counter that's like your ethereal ammo. Um, and you can you can quick fire that, or you can hold it down to charge like a three burst like shot. Um, and then you have wind, which is short range but a widespread. Uh, no, sorry, water. Um, which is like, yeah, short range, but a widespread, so kind of like your shotgun equivalent. Um, and then you have fire, which is uh, very explosive, but very limited in ammunition, essentially. Yeah. Uh, around, so... I have a, a quick question while you're just on the topic of the the three different attack types. Do the enemies give you a reason to use all three or can you just kind of coast by on just using one? Yeah. It's more like there's, there's definitely not, at least in the initial chapters, not any kind of element of like that rock, paper, scissors, or like, you know, knowing which types to use against which enemies. It's more about crowd control and knowing like situationally, which one to use. Um, but yeah, there's no like weaknesses or, or affinities or anything like that. Hmm. There are, and like it, it sort of becomes a little bit uh, strategic as well because I've looked through, I've skimmed like the the skill points and whatnot, and some of them like, so with the fire one, I think there's one that uh, the blast radius is bigger, so you can then take out like more people um, with that kind of thing. Um, so it be, it does become about about tactics. I, well, I mean, I've yeah. not played a lot, but I'm guessing. Um, yeah. I think I think crowd it control is the, the biggest thing because obviously the other element which um, they have spoken about in the in the marketing and stuff is um, you can either like take enemies down by like completely you know destroying them or after a certain point um, their like spirit cores become exposed and you can then um, like rip those out which I th- yeah you would have seen on like the previews that animation of him just like attaching to their cores and like ripping them out um, you can do that to multiple enemies if you sort of put multiple enemies in that state at the same time. So it becomes about, you know, controlling like the area, um, bringing like multiple enemies at once down to that point where you can do that and then just kind of like taking them all out at once. So you can go like the hard and fast route and just like smash them. But yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of strategy in there as well. But yeah, it's, um, 
Sorry. No, I was gonna say, are are you finding it? Uh, I mean, you've played a lot more than me, but are you finding it um, hard to do multiple enemies? As in, sorry, get multiple enemies down to that. Um, rip. not really. And like when I, and when I say multiple, I mean more than probably two. Yeah. So I so mean that goes back to the that goes back to the skill tree. So one of the skills you can get, um, or one of the sets of skills that you can get, um, causes enemies to stay in that down state for longer um and then another one um makes it faster to do the actual animation of like taking their core out so um that becomes pretty important because that's quite that's quite long and you can get interrupted um so yeah there's a bit there's a bit of like you know once you once you skill up a bit that that becomes more useful um but yeah in the early stages you probably only do like two maybe three max at the same time um, yeah, because I've struggled a, l- a little bit yeah. with, with more than two to, yeah. because I, I feel like one one of the like the first enemy that I get down to that core stage, um, by the time I get the third one, they've already they've you know healed back yeah. up. But there is a there there is a skill uh, that you can uh, purge them when they're on the ground. I've seen. Yeah, so there's there's they a couple like, other yeah. ones where you can purge them individually, but like close range, which is like almost like instant. Um, so there's, yeah, you can kind of customize or like, you know, kind of do, do things the way you want. There's no real, like, I think you get bonus XP for doing multiple at once, but it doesn't make it any like easier or more difficult to do it differently. Um, I think the thing, the thing that's going to be important with Ghostwire Tokyo in terms of its combat is like how much that changes for the rest of the game. Cause I feel like, like you and I have obviously both looked at the skill tree and that's pretty much it, I think. Um, so before, before the second chapter finishes, you've got all your powers. Um, and there's maybe like four enemy types up until that point. I think there's more later on from what I've seen. Um, but yeah, like the combat's really fun, but I I don't know yet if it's going to have that longevity. Um, and I guess the other, the other side of the coin is the open world, which is, yeah, like it's, it's it's a lot of fun to exist in because you're basically, you're in Shibuya and like everyone's died simultaneously. So it's just like cars like strewn across the road. There's like clothes littered everywhere. There's like shop fronts still playing music from before everything happened. Um, like the atmosphere is really, really cool. And like every now and then, I don't know if you've seen this happen, Zach, but like you'll see just like a parade of like yokai, like walking through a street. And if you get too close, that you get pulled into like a like this like other dimension and have to battle them. Um, but there's like heaps of cool stuff like that, um, and there's heaps of like yeah spirits that need your help with side quests, and some of them are really funny. Um, like one, I came across like a construction site um, where it was like haunted by all these all the ghosts of these residents that were just really mad at how noisy the construction site was, and then they just kind of died upset about it. Um, so you have to like solve these really, really mundane problems and the game has a really, really good sense of humor. Um, it's definitely not scary at all. Um, I was going to ask that, was it like scary yeah. in the sense of a Resident Evil scary or was no, it more like, no, 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 it's very, like Alan Wake or whatever. Yeah. It's very like kind of that just like unsettling, like the enemy designs are really weird and like unnatural and, um, but it's also like, it's quite self-aware um and and very kind of like almost like a commentary on like modern 
society, like just how shitty and grumpy people are and how they're going to die that way and like how their spirits are just going to be shitty and grumpy. And like, it's very, I guess like very Japanese in that aspect, you know, you got your, your classic salary man. Like that's like the main ghost, like specter that you'll fight is just like the salary man oh, with his yeah. umbrella and his no face. Cause he's just like another pleb. Um, so it's like, it's very, very cool in that way. It's definitely not like anywhere near like even within levels of horror or Resident Evil levels of horror, but it's, it's, it's really entertaining and really atmospheric. Um, one of the cool things, uh, I don't know if you've seen this Zach, but like when you're roaming the streets, sometimes you'll get jumped by like the school children type, um, spirits um but like the uh, game was what do you mean? exactly you know like the the like the headless the headless school kids yeah, that yeah, like yeah. attack you yeah sometimes they'll pop up like while you're exploring the streets um but the game signals it by like you'll see like all of their shadows across like one of the buildings in the background and they'll you'll see them all running across like shadows of the buildings for a while and then that's how you know that they're about to pop up and then they all start coming at you so like it does lots of cool kind of like visual tricks and imagery and stuff which i which i really appreciate um, but yeah, not at all like true, like horror, horror stuff. All right. We, we might talk, we'll talk a little bit more, but then we might save the most of the juicy yeah. bits for the review yeah. in a week or so. Um, but yeah, like just from what, from what I played, I think like the world's really cool. It, it is, de- it definitely feels like an old school style game as well. It's got that sort of gated progression of the world. Like even though it is open world there, uh, this the fog that has consumed Tokyo is it blocks you, and if you go into the fog, it'll take your health away pretty quickly. So you have to unlock you know those those parts of the world and map by the Tory gates. Um, but the world's cool in it. Like you know, it starts to rain randomly here and there, and uh, the only thing that I I don't know, so I don't like it, but it's there are lots. So the spirits, uh, as Kira mentioned, the spirits are. You can save spirits by putting them into your, uh, is it Katashiro? Kats- Kats- yeah. Is it how you... Yeah. The, uh, like the, the paper dolls. You, you can absorb like the, all, the, yeah. all the spirits with them. Yeah. And there's just fuckloads of them. Like they're everywhere. Yeah. Um, well, by the, by the game... There's, there's, like, there's by, a lot of people in like Tokyo. Yeah. But, the, the game asks um, you to rescue like 239,000 of them. I think. But it's not... Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, Adam, you raise that face, but when you like suck, when you suck up one soul into your doll, it might give you like a hundred and ten souls, right? Yeah. For example, right. Um, so that's just like I, I feel like it sort of breaks the momentum a little bit because every two seconds you're getting like an item on the street or you're getting a soul, or um, but that's just more of a me playing grievance kind of thing that. Uh, but we'll see. Um, and yeah, there's lots of side quests and there's lots of shit to do. Uh, but Who knows? Maybe you get a, a Dyson later on to suck up the souls more efficiently. Yeah, you need to like well, Luigi's I'm Mansion. I'm glad you mentioned it. Because there are <laughs> vacuums in this game. I mean... There are heaps of vacuums. And you, you like destroy, me up. destroy them for ammo. Whoa, hey, that's unnecessary. <laughs> Never mind, I'm out. Um, but yeah, the world's cool. It looks great. So there's... Three performance visual modes. I can't remember exactly. I think there's like six. What they all are again. Is it? Yeah. Oh, right, fuck. It's six in the preview. Um, um, <clears throat> yeah. Right. Uh, there's like the one that's like ray tracing. It looks. It looks really good, man. Like the water. Like I remember hiding behind this wall, 
because uh, there was like uh, some enemies like on the other side, but there was like water against the wall and you could see like the reflection, like you could see the enemy like in the reflection, like on the water, uh, which is really cool. Can't see yourself, but yeah, um, still. Also, guys rocking a mean bum bag, so shout out to that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you can like, you can, yeah, you unlock a bunch of outfits and stuff as well. I got a Fallout 4 outfit yeah. in the second chapter. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, the ray tracing is really cool. Like it's, yeah, ray trace reflections and I think a bit of lighting stuff as well. Um, so you can play that in like high res at 30 FPS. Then there's a performance mode, which is high res at 60 then there's a high frame rate ray tracing mode, which is lower res at 60 with ray tracing. Then a performance one, which I don't know what the benefit of that is, um, like a, a low res performance one. Um, and then I think there's two more like ultra performance modes on top of that um, for whatever reason. I don't know. It's a weird selection, but definitely the um, high frame rate ray tracing mode is, is the one I've been playing in. You sacrifice a little bit of resolution, but you get 60 FPS and you get all those cool reflections and stuff. Yeah, nice. Um, all right, so give us your quick, your quick, quick final thoughts on what you've played so far. Uh, um, we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, so far, like, atmosphere is really cool. I don't, I haven't seen enough of the story to get a gauge on whether that is going to be compelling. Um, but the writing is really funny, really tongue in cheek. Um, visually very very cool uh the combat just just quickly to, to jump in yeah um the voice acting in japanese is awesome it's so good like I, it's it's really really good in japanese uh, i know that like with uh ghost of tsushima like both were okay but english was probably a bit better uh in my opinion um and really am i the really you didn't like Right, I mean, okay. each to their own, but I was I, thought, I was I thought, more I thought, of a fan of the Japanese. Once they got the uh, the, the facial capture to match the voice. Yeah, sorry, exactly. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry that sorry that's what I was referring to. Is right. The, the, no, no, the, fair call, fair call. Um, but yeah, like the the voice acting in, in this is is really good. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the two things that I'm. I'm unsure about the combat and I guess like the side content slash open world, like they're good at the moment. Like they're, they're, they're fine, but I don't know how well they're going to hold up for another, what I assume is like 20, 30 hours. Um, yeah. Well, that was one of the questions I had for you. Have you got a gauge on? No idea. How? Yeah. Right. Cause you said what, eight hours and it's take, and you've done this first eight uh, hours for me was for me to like clear out all of the like side quests and stuff up until the end of that chapter. Um, obviously, yeah. Like every, every new chapter unlocks a bunch more side content. Um, so yeah, I've got, I don't know how many chapters there are. I, I don't really have a good gauge on how far the story is along. So, um, I think if it's more than, if it ends up being more than 30 hours, it's probably going to, be outstaying its welcome a little bit um but we shall see yeah i think i don't don't, correct correct me if anyone else has listened to it but i think big old greggy miller um shout outs big fan of the show he uh has played it for like three and a half hours i think for two hours i sorry for two chapters Mm. yeah or maybe just over four yeah i can't remember um yeah he he said that he kind of just 
smashed out all of the the mandatory stuff and didn't do any side quests and got through it in about three hours i think from memory yeah so but yeah you're right i think yeah you're right 30 hours of that would be a lot yeah yeah i I like it but i just like it's really going to come down to how that holds up over the rest of the game Cool. Oh, you can you can check out the preview on the website now, Mark. You've uh, you're marking your uh, actually that that wasn't an intentional pun, but uh, you're marking your it. debut with uh, a game review. Let us let us hear. I am, uh, and honestly, it's a really good game for me to to kick off with because it's, there's a lot to talk about with it. Uh, it's Tunic or Tunic. Yeah, Tunic. Let's just say Tunic. Uh, the I guess you could say it's the Legend of Zelda-inspired uh, 2D top-down action adventure RPG-ish uh, indie game. That's uh, I think it's due out this week on Xbox or PC. I'm reviewing it uh, on PC. If you've seen any of the uh, the preview footage, trailers, and so forth, it gives off this really comf- uh, colorful uh, Zelda Eggs vibe. The the fox hero character who goes nameless, of course. Uh, washes up on the beach a la uh, Link's Awakening but honestly like once you start and you, you sort of get into it and you 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 know you've got your stick to begin with eventually you find the sword and then you can get all the other equipment uh, it plays like a Zelda game you'd expect but at a certain point there's a really sort of dark turn to it that I wasn't expecting um, there's a lot of this story then that it gets uh, increasingly harder as it goes along but the actual uh, narrative story of it which is entirely environmental there's no real dialogue or anything like that any of the characters or NPCs you come across it's that weird sort of alien historical language that you can't decipher at all uh, it gets really interesting towards the end uh, the way it tells its story essentially it's uh, I won't spoil any of it obviously because I think it's one of those games where you really need to play it to appreciate it uh, but yeah, it gets uh, it gets a, throws a few curveballs at you towards the end about the, being a hero and what the whole world is meant to be and what's causing all the issues. Uh, essentially, you go through again like a Zelda. Uh, you begin by uh, discovering that there's a certain fox character because they're all foxes uh, is trapped within this particular realm. They have to. Uh, essentially be released from it. And that's what you believe it to be. You have to release this character to save the world and where you go. And you have to find three different gems hidden around uh, in different environments. There's deserts, there's uh, sort of cityscapes, I suppose, like underground, that sort of stuff. Uh, Once you find all of that, that's when the story does take a bit of a turn. But yeah, I think it's one of those games where you really do need to, to play it to appreciate it. The best part about it for me is the fact that the game literally tells you nothing. Uh, the only way you discover where to go, what to do, uh, the pathway towards victory, I suppose, is finding these little manual pages uh, for all the kids listening at home. Manuals is what you used to get with your games when you buy them in the box. And you go through each page and each one will tell you about the weapons you find and the story. And there's all these cute little character uh, designs and so forth and all the artwork. And the game uses this to really good effect. Essentially, each page you find is in completely random order, but it slowly reveals, if you look really, really closely, what you can do in terms of uh, 
which area you need to start with or which area you go to next, uh, what the items you pick up do, uh, but it doesn't make it obvious. You have to sort of read through it uh, to better understand it, at least to a point. And it sort of trigger it sort of triggers in your mind. Oh, well, that's what that must be. And then you use that item, and it turns into a bomb. You go, oh, it's a bomb. And then the manual changes the language a little bit to reveal as you go along more English words for what you figure out. Um, it's it's so real, so well done. It's so well made. Like it, it's one of those games where. Like I knew, and I say this in the, re the review, which goes up uh, in a couple of days, uh, I knew what I was going into. I knew, I think most players will know what they're going into with the, the way that the game is designed. It looks like what you would expect it to. But the more you play, the more it becomes its own thing. Uh, it actually kind of reminded me a little of Fez as well, in that sense. This idea of there's just this entire world to explore, but you don't know what any of it means. You don't know really what's going on. Uh, and even though the manual pages are there, a lot of it's up to your own imagination and in your own interpretation of it. Uh, my interpretation of it was very much a, a much darker story than I think any of the, the marketing for it uh, shows off, which I think is a good thing. I think keeping all of that separately from the uh, the marketing for it is a, a wise way to go about it because otherwise you wouldn't have anything to surprise you with and that's i think one of the issues with a lot of games now is that they give away all the secrets before you actually get to the game this one is definitely one of those games where you you play it and you think it's one thing and then it turns into something else and it's better for it definitely better for it um yeah and it's it's just really really fun to play it's hard you know i'm, I'm terrible at elden ring i've already said it um but there are boss battles uh, at certain points in the game. Some of the earlier ones you figure out fairly easily. Uh, you get the right equipment and so forth to help fix all of that. But there are definitely levels towards the end or bosses towards the end that are very, very hard to master. And they take a lot of time to figure out the pattern. It's, yeah, I think it's probably going to throw a few people off maybe. Uh, but the good thing is there is an accessibility feature that gives you uh, essentially invincibility. So if there is uh, a point of the story where you just want to get to the end or you're finding the boss is just too much for you, you can actually go in and it doesn't uh, change anything other than the fact that you cannot take any hits. You can't die, but you can keep going. I think it was a, a, probably a wise move in terms of allowing more people to play it because obviously being that you know being a, a difficult game is one of the things that a lot of people want in their games at the moment it's something that's appealing to a lot of people Elden Ring obviously but there are some people like myself who just wants to enjoy the story I don't really care too much about whether I die a thousand times from a boss just to be excited for when I finally beat him um, but yeah there are elements in it I think that will put a few people off in that sense but I'm glad that they at least have options around it so that it doesn't uh, take away from the game in any way uh, and it does allow more people to play it nice do we know how much it is uh, good question i think it's around 30 but it's on game pass as well it's coming yeah. to yeah yeah I was, I was about to say it's coming to game pass isn't it yeah. uh kieran because i know you've been pretty keen for it mm. somewhat I have um, like I I I was very very keen 
Uh, well, I mean, we've been talking about this game since I joined the website, essentially. Um, yeah. So I've been keen for it for a long time, and uh, obviously we played it like years and years ago at PAX, and then they released a few demos post that. Um, and That's it right. kind of just like, just with everything else going on, it's kind of just like slipped off the radar gradually. Um, but hearing Mark talk about uh, it still having some surprises up its sleeve has me very excited. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Nice. Like there, there's only so much of it they give away in the uh, uh, the trailers and so forth. Yeah. Cool. Um, and there's a lot more to it after you finish like you get through the credits um and it'll actually give you the option of do you want to do a new game plus or do you want to go back to the world you're in and it tells you how many pages of the manual you're missing uh, so it gives you the opportunity to go back in and still use all the equipment you have um, cool. yeah it's it's just a fun experience having played like death's door last year which was one of my games of the year from, from last year it does feel a little along that line as well Having that nostalgia factor plays a big part in it, but it does have a lot of originality to it at the same time. And the story is like generally the environmental storytelling is very very well done. Nice. And uh, so you said the review goes up in a day. I think it's tomorrow because I actually think, think the game's out today, isn't it? Uh, well, according to this, in six hours right. from the time right. of recording of the podcast, that's on Steam. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have um, a price list, but I think it's around thirty dollars from memory. Yeah. Uh, and what did you score it? Uh, I gave it a juicy nine out of ten. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I think. I mean, as much as it was difficult towards the end with some of the bosses, I, I think it's it's unfair to rate it lower than that just for that purpose, especially when they have that accessibility feature. Um, so I think, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I, I really really enjoyed it. Nice. All right. Well, if you're keen on that, check out Mark's review. It's on the uh, website now. Uh, Adam, you got a review up for Kung Fu Kickball. You gave that a 6 out of 10. You've also got a EPOS H3 Pro Hybrid review. Do you want to quickly talk about that or give us a one-minute wrap-up? Yep, nice one-minute wrap-up because I've talked about the EPOS H3 Hybrid before and this is the, the H3 Pro Hybrid. Um, the main differences are this one is completely wireless, comes with a little USB dongle that you can use on a PS4, PS5, PC, and Switch if it's docked. Uh, works as it should. You plug the dongle in, you turn the headset on, that's it. It's nice and easy. Um, it also has active noise cancelling, which doesn't work as well as maybe some like higher end, like Bose or Beats would, but you wouldn't expect it to. Oh, wow. And a lot of, or, yep, or, or the Huawei way. Um, but not a, a great deal of gaming headsets actually have active noise cancelling. So it's just a good feature to actually see on a gaming headset. And it does work as well as you would probably want it to for, for a gaming headset and for that sort of price point. Um, yeah. What I, is the price point? Three ninety nine. So it's more cool. in the, the premium end of things, but genuinely I think it's, it's, it's worth spending the dollars. If you're going to be in that sort of bracket, you're kind of hitting that, the, the higher end Astro mark or some of the, the higher end steel series. But I think it, it definitely warrants the price point. It's got the, the dual connectivity, same as the H3 hybrid does. So you can connect something like a Bluetooth device. So I usually have it connected to my phone. So if I want to chat to people using discord, because cross play is a big thing now, uh, that makes it really easy. And being that that's becoming more prominent in gaming, I think it's 
an awesome, awesome feature to have. And it works super, super easy. Battery life's good. Headset is absolutely mint. Nice. Shoutouts to EPOS for uh, sending us that unit. Kieran, I'm going to put you on the spot. You've done three Razer oh, yeah. reviews. Give us... I forgot about <laughs> yeah. those. Give, give, us, give us a very, very quick wrap-up of the, the Razer Audio Mixer, the Razer Keylight Chroma, and the Razer Siren Bluetooth uh, mic. Yeah, I'll start with my favorite, the Razer Audio Mixer. Um, this thing is life-changing for when I eventually get back into my streams. Um, it's a, it's a nifty little device that essentially, uh, works alongside your PC to split your audio, uh, into four channels. It's basically just a four channel mixer. Um, it dedicates one to your microphone and the rest you can basically customize to whatever you want. So I have mine set. Uh, so my first dial is my microphone. My second one is my discord chat audio. We all love discord at the moment. It's very, very good. It always works. Um, my third dial is my game audio and my fourth dial is any music that I'm playing. So when I stream eventually again, um, I'll be able to easily adjust all the levels of everything on the fly, which is very, very much preferred to the old method of trying to make windows, uh, make any sense when it comes to audio. Um, and it's also very customizable with RGBs. You can make it very glaring and rainbowy and stroby if you really want to. I have mine set very subtly so I can just see at a glance where my levels and stuff are at. It's got dedicated uh, mute buttons. Um, I don't know if this is going to work, but um, it's got a dedicated bleep button. I don't think anyone on here can hear that at the moment, but um, you can essentially just hold that down if you're going to say words like cunt. Um, and it will, it will automatically bleep them out. Well, it'll bleep them out while you're holding the button. Um, so that's very, very cool. It looks really nice. Um, it's got uh, 3.5 mil line in and also XLR with its own preamp. So you can use it with a wide variety of microphones. It also works with my USB mic just by telling it that Windows is listening to the USB mic. So pretty much whatever kind of microphone you've got, it'll, it'll work with it. Um, yeah, I'm very, very much enjoying this and even just like outside of streaming, just being able to like individually adjust levels of things while I'm using windows without having to pay through different menus and stuff has been really, really handy. Um, so if you're in the, like there are other, other mixes on the market that do different things. Um, but just in terms of simplicity and the way that it works with like the Rhin uh, Razer Synapse software and windows and stuff like, it, yeah, easy recommend. Um, the, one of the other things that I, that I reviewed is the Razer Keylight Chroma, which is essentially a keylight, as with any others, like Elgato does one, a bunch of other companies do one. It's a big LED panel that sits behind your monitor or on top of your desk, wherever you want it, um, and shines a nice, even spread of light on you. Um, the Razer version has a range of like 3000 to 7600K like warmth, so anything from like quite harsh white light to quite warm white light. Um, but it also does full RGB as well because it's Razer and why wouldn't it? Um, so you can customize it to do, you know, 16 million different colors and shine those on you, which is something that I don't think any other like gaming streaming focus key lights on the market do, um, which is very cool. And again, integrates nicely into the Razer Synapse software and the Razer mobile app. So if you're streaming and you just want to pick up your phone and change your lighting on the fly without having to touch anything else, you can do that. 
Um, only downside, and I, I think I mentioned this in the review, is it doesn't have any kind of physical connection, so you can't plug it into USB for your PC. It has to be Wi-Fi. Um, and if your Wi-Fi is spotty at all, it tends to freak out about it. Um, but aside from that, uh, very, very cool. Other major downside is it's very expensive. It's like 520 Australian. I think the next equivalent is the Elgato Keylight, which is maybe like 350 at the most. Um, the only real benefit you're getting there is the IGB, and I don't know if that's worth the extra for most people. Um, but it was very, very easy to set up. The stand is really solid. Like, it's a good piece of kit. It's just very, very expensive. Um, and the third product is the Razer Siren BT, which is a Bluetooth lapel mic. Um, which I guess is more for more geared towards IRL streamers, um, people who use their mobile phones and stuff for, for streaming and just want a microphone here so that they can use, you know, their phone or their camera at any distance. Um, it has very, very, very cool like AI noise suppression technology that you can use through the mobile app. Um, that basically like I tested it out on, you know, busy Melbourne city streets and, Although the vocal quality when you're using the noise cancelling probably isn't as good as a de like another dedicated mic, like it it drowned out. It basically took out all of the traffic and crowd noise while I was recording, which was very very cool. Um, but uh, yeah, like a very like I guess a very limited use use case for that. Like if you're not streaming, um, you know IRL videos out in the city on your mobile phone specifically like I don't really see any other time when you'd use this microphone um, but for that like one specific per uh, purpose it's pretty cool um, but yeah last one uh, all shouts to Razer for Thanks giving to us Razor. those yeah. products you can check the reviews on the website alright other quick shout outs uh, I won't make you talk through it but you've done a review for Submerged Hidden Depth uh, we talked about it last week uh, you gave it a six and, six a, and half, a half, I think. Very pretty, six very basic indie exploration game. Worth playing if you've got like cool. five hours to kill. Nice review is on the website and uh, James Wood has done a review for uh, Breathage. Breathage, however you would say that. Well, you uh, wouldn't say five. Breathage. Uh, <laughs> you, you, would say, you would say Breathage. Yeah. Uh, and James said... <laughs> James says, uh, Breathe Edge takes an interesting premise and shoves it out in the airlock with an over-reliance on tire jokes and half-baked survival sim mechanics. An admirable attempt to move uh, the genre forward collapses under the weight of too much self-awareness and not enough polish. Five out of ten. Review there. All right, cool. Before we go to the uh, news section, uh, we'll take a short break to hear Ash talk about our lovely sponsors. Mm -mm. Splish splash, I was taking a bath and I noticed I have beautiful balls. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in below-the-waist hygiene, are turning men's shower dreams into their favourite routine with the all-new Ultra Premium Collection. This all-in-one hygiene skin and hair bundle is designed to upgrade the everyday man's shower routine from head to toe. Your skin, hair and balls deserve this. Save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code WELLSHAVED. Now as a guy, I can tell you that 9 times out of 10, my showers involve hot water, a little bit of soap and probably about 2 minutes of actual effort. But let me walk you through the Manscaped shower routine once you have access to the new Ultra Premium Collection. 
Step 1. Lather on the cologne-infused ultra-premium body wash with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean and moisturised all day. Step 2. Hair care time. Can't neglect that. Apply the 2-in-1 shampoo and conditioner that cleanses and nourishes all in one easy step. Plus, the non-greasy formula has a base of coconut water, green tea and aloe turmeric to really get you smelling good. Also, don't forget to apply this to your armpits and pubes, alright? Step 3. Once you hop out of the shower, protect yourself from body odour by applying the Manscaped Aluminum-Free Deodorant. This deodorant dries clear and is also cologne-infused to make that special person really notice how good you smell. Step 4. Maybe apply the Manscaped Lip Balm. I mean, it's a free gift when you purchase the Ultra Premium Collection, so, I mean, what do you got to lose? And last but not least, yeah, we're still using the Lawnmower 4.0 electric trimmer to clean off any unwanted body hair. Not to mention the Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, so you bet it's now a major key to any shower routine. This elite trimmer was designed in a lab to trim hair on loose skin, so even though your balls might look like punching bags, don't treat them like one. Benefit from the proprietary skin-safe technology. Show them you care. This new bundle will change your life, and we want all of you to get a hold of it, so please, save big by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code WELLSHAVED. Get your groom on. That code again, WELLSHAVED. All right, thank you. Thank you, Ash. Let's go straight to the newsroom. Do we have audio? We don't have audio for that. Um, and I have lost the doco. Cool. All right. Uh, last week, we got the PlayStation State of Play. <laughs> Keep going. Well played news. Today on State of Play, we had... Anyway, um, I actually didn't watch this. Does anyone... Well played news. I hope it doesn't end. Uh, so, okay. who watched the State of Play? Or who's uh, going back and watched it? I, I, I haven't watched it. The only thing I cared about is the fact that we got the TMNT collection, because that is game oh, of the year for yes. me straight away. Don't even care if it's yes. a bad compilation. I, I'm, I mean, I'm all in. Zach? Bro, it's got uh, Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time. It's got Original multiple arcade. versions of Turtles in Time, right? Like the NES. arcade and the console. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's got the Game Boy versions as well, yeah. which I played when I was a kid. I want oh, that arcade that... What's the company? Arcade the one, one Up. One Up or yeah. something? One Up. Um, Not good enough. I don't know where to physically put it. And also, Anna would probably murder me. That's all right. You're saving um, about $1,500 on it now, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's not the same. You know? It's not the same yeah, as the arcade. No. It's all right. true. So, we got uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. So, we went, we've already discussed that. We won't talk about that. Uh, but we've got... Yeah, I've not seen any of this. Fuck, I wish I'd... Mate, you would have... Okay, um, I, I really wish that you were watching it live because oh the first... The, the opener... The opener oh, that would have killed him. The, oh, no, he, he wouldn't be happy. Died. The opener went Capcom, <laughs> right? And, and then... Yeah. It went through my like, mind as well. I'm thinking, Zach, oh no. I would have been like... I've been like, boys, it's Dino Crisis, and then it's not. And I but then like, it was like a thousand dinosaurs on screen at once. I was like, oh, okay, this is something else. This is an, this is another t- form of Dino Crisis. They got they got they got too many. <laughs> too many. Did you say it was like a spiritual successor, or is it just completely unrelated? Nah, I think it's completely it's totally separate. Unrelated. It looks kind it's of like closer to Anthem insta- than Dino it, Crisis. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds Echo me of Primal. Earth Defense Force, but instead of bugs, Force, but you've got yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah, hundred percent. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Um, I reckon you'll get into it though. Look, I do yeah, love the dinos. It. Uh, it's coming in 2023. Uh, do we know if it's coming to other consoles or is it just PlayStation? I'm not sure off the top of my head. I can have a check though. Not sure. Not sure. Uh, cool. Then we got uh, Stranger. Oh no, Kieran, you 
I have been playing Stranger in Paradise. I have been playing a bit of Stranger of Paradise actually. Not oh that much though. Only like the first like two or three hours. Um, but it's uh ridiculous. Yes, it's, it's got like the the combat is great. Um, the RPG systems are pretty cool. The story makes zero fucking sense. Um, I'm sure you've all already like witnessed the infamous moment where like they meet the big bad for the first time and main character Jack gets so pissed off about it that he puts his AirPods in, plays some like new metal and walks away. And then the cutscene like literally like cuts, like he's halfway through walking away it, and the music's still going and it just like the cutscene just cuts and then like the next one plays like there's no it's just <laughs> a hard, like with no reason whatsoever. Like, the every decision in every part of every cutscene makes no sense whatsoever and it's amazing. Yep. Everyone should play this game. <laughs> Everyone should experience um, it. They're pulling the, from such thin source material, so the fact that they're just heaping the nonsense on, I'm ter- I, I'm very enthused for. And like just like the way the like the main characters meet for the first time. It's three guys in clothes from like the 2010s walking into like a medieval town. And they're all like, oh, we've got the same, like, like smooth black rocks in our hands. Let's be best friends. And that's it. <laughs> that's the whole, that's them. Nice. What Why? How this? do you meet people? <laughs> <laughs> um, you've just reminded me, but Kieran Stockton just posted our review for that yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, re- I'll quickly read the little summary here uh, strangers of paradise is a lovable action rpg despite its best efforts to spoil itself with a story that only becomes interesting <laughs> in the last hour the action is a little messy and not all of the moving parts gel together perfectly but it's got a compelling janky charm that is hard to ignore 7.5 out of 10 i think that's about right i still want to give it a nice. rest i think you should i think nathan um, you will love it Honestly. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm going in with a kind of deadly premonition mindset because I'm Absolutely. expecting just absurdity. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, when does it come out or is it out now? Um, it uh, comes out on Friday. I think early access if you early buy access. the special edition. Early access the now. digital yeah. special is out now. Um, but the main game, yeah. it will be... Well, I mean, as of this podcast, it will be out, yes. Yeah, cool. Nice. Uh, so we've got that and then I'm just going back to the we article. We got Forspoken after we've that. Got, we've got Forspoken. Which still looks Which sick. was delayed recently. But yes. Looks right, sick, so that trailer was the best look at that game that we've Absolutely. had. Absolutely. The one that they played for State of Play. It looked like if that was the only trailer I had seen for that game, I'd be like, fuck yes, I am 100% it's in. Got it looked like dragons. fantastic. It's got like, it's got everything dragons and it shows off like the f- uh, a lot wider of a scope of her like magical abilities both in attack and like just traversal like she busts out that little water like skim board thing to get through to get over a lake that like it looks great. amazing in that trailer it looks wicked yeah very keen nice that's coming uh, october 11 for that uh mark or nathan any thoughts on on that one uh, I mean, the delay is a bit concerning, but hopefully it's just uh, making sure that it's as best it can be. I mean, it is thing. Luminous Studio. Like, they could have done with delaying FF15 another couple of years. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> that's <fair. laughs> uh, Then we got Gundam Evolution. 
which is yes, we did. Which is Overwatch six, with Gundam. Six v six. Yeah, yeah. Six v six. First person shooter uh, coming to PS4 and PS5. It looked uh, average. Looked average. Okay, right. Um, Most gun name games are, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, they never live up to the license. Mm. Then we got uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Calbunga Collection. Hell yeah, we uh, did. Which is a collection of all. Uh, sorry, maybe not all. Of thirteen classic Ninja Turtles games, uh, including Turtles in Time. Uh, very cool. Very keen for this. No, Mark, you've just said that you are. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. That's that's any, my any that's my childhood game? right there. Any particular um, game? I mean, arcade was the one of the first games when when I moved from Ireland to Australia. The first game I played was Ninja Turtles Arcade, and that's always been my favorite. Um, I've never played the the Tournament Fighters though, so that's one of the oh, ones right. I'm curious about because there's three different versions of that, and apparently they're all completely different. So that's got my okay. interest as well to go back to that. Yeah, cool. But yeah, I'm all in. Nice. Uh, another quick question: Who's your favorite turtle? Mikey. <laughs> oh, he's no. an idiot, but he's lovable. Come on. Oh no! Well, Zach, come on now. Who's your favorite turtle? Mate, you should know that. Yours is the most. It should be boring. Leonardo. Fuck you. <laughs> Everyone picks Raph. Oh, Raph, yeah. Yeah. I might. My boy's Leo. I love a bit of Leo. Twin Katanas. How do you beat that? I'm going to say Leo and Michelangelo are the two people, the two that I I know who people like the most. Do you know I wasn't allowed to watch watch TMNT as a kid or have anything to do with it? Why? Really? Yeah. There's no time like the present, mate. My my parents were going through their (laughs) extra zealous early Christianity phase and it deemed anything fun was like witchcraft and sinful, especially ninjas. (laughs) Ninjas are the depth of the occult. Out with them. (laughs) So um, I remember as a kid, I did have a sort of like little pizza launcher tank thingy toy. You'd you'd load up little pizza discs in the top and it'd like sip them out. And I used to love that thing. And it it didn't last long into, into the, yeah, the Christian endeavor. That thing wow. saw the fireplace pretty quickly. Oh. Who's yours, Kieran? Okay. Is yours Donatello? Yeah, boy. Yeah, nailed it. Because he's the, the smartest. Same as and he's got a bow staff. <laughs> um, and he's nah. socially He's awkward. purple. Purple's fucking sick. And I like Raph because cool. he gets butt hurt and he's bitter. That's why. I don't have fun with that. Uh that I checks out. Like, I love it. I relate to Raph. Um, <laughs> oh, I still watch. I want to go watch that OG film again. I've still got the green VHS as well. So I'm pretty Ooh. sure I've got that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lost the case, but uh, maybe maybe the power of Christ took it away. Um, <laughs> I relate to I relate to Donatello because he has green skin and no penis. <laughs> Next up, we got Gigabash, which is a. Another game coming. Um, Kaiju, yep, Kaiju action versus... game. It's coming pretty soon, I'm, I'm sure. I don't think they released uh, mm-hmm. announced a date, but I'm pretty sure that's like almost out. Yeah, right. Uh, does it look... Does it, it looks better than... What's that game that Adam <laughs> reviewed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I've reviewed twice. Override. Override. Override, override yeah. Override. It's never going yes, to be, it it's never gonna be War of the Monsters or whatever that like PS2 GameCube era one was. Yep. That was great. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. It. 
Fuck, how good's Override? We should have a tournament. No. Uh, then we got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. Yeah, we do. I'm so fucking psyched <laughs> for this, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm huge um, JoJo's fan. You look like yeah, one. What the... F- <laughs> Interesting visual aid. Sorry, podcast listeners. You're not going to get this amazing experience for yourselves. Nathan's making use <laughs> of the filters available. Um, all right, so that's the game. It's coming to PS5 and PS4 later this year. Again, JoJo. other JoJo. platforms or we don't know? Well, it's a re-release of like an older game. I think yeah. it came out on PS3 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. But um, I don't know that it got localized, so I'm really keen to get my hands on this. 50 playable JoJo's characters. That's like half yeah. the JoJo's characters. Love that. I know. And only one that's good. I'm up to date on the manga. I love this shit. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, track to, track to Yomi is next. Uh, Still looks great. Adam and... Uh, I, yeah, I, I really, really hope help, uh, hope that it holds up because, yeah, it looks fantastic. Well, we might uh, have an insight soon. Hmm. Uh, the Returnal, Ascension. Yeah, uh, so that's some DS, D- DLC. Adam, this is your love child if, if you want to take over. Oh, yeah. So we're getting the, the two major things. Uh, well, the, the biggest thing is that there's going to be campaign co-op. So you're going to have another Selene from another world join you to most likely get your ass handed to you because the game's hard as nails. Yep. But I am ooh, all kinds of keen to, to jump into that. I think that style of combat plays in really well with, with two players. I think it'll be a hell of a lot of fun. I'm very excited to, uh, to and carry we're also, a bunch of people. <laughs> ooh, yeah. Man, I got... <laughs> by, by the time I finished that game, I... I'll admit I got pretty good at it. Yeah. So I'm keen for the second part of this uh, this additional content, which is the Tower of Sisyphus, which is just like an endless mode of getting your ass handed to you until you finally die. So it's kind of like a challenge tower, I suppose, um, with little added bits of, of lore and story content. So this is awesome. And it's just free. It's just an update, which is fantastic so good guy sorry not be if you spend 125 bucks on a game you know you'd probably want some some freebies on the side wouldn't you it's out next week as well march 22nd that's a real raf comment mate (laughs) (laughs) it's a real raf comment uh and yeah it's yeah just around the corner on the 22nd so i get two days to play returnal (laughs) and then i get to play kirby so that's a good week for me what a what a mixed bag that is (laughs) (laughs) Die, 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 and then eat things. Uh, Love it. Story of my life. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Just um, fucking righto. Uh, the <laughs> di- Diafield Chronicle. Diafield. 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 Yeah. Uh, Stop it, Nathan. Yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, is this Triangle Stranger? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Triangle Stranger. When I first saw this, I thought it was Final, <laughs> Fan- Final Fantasy Tactics, and I got real excited. I, I honestly yeah. thought they were uh, like porting Triangle Strategy to like modern consoles and just changing yeah. the visual style because the story <laughs> is exactly the same. Yeah, I, I noticed I noticed a similarity. Um, but who's it from? Do it's from Square Enix. Um, it is Square Enix. Yeah, of course yeah. it is. Um, it's yeah, essentially another another strategy game, which is great. I love that they're just like going all in on turn-based strategy games. About time. Um, yeah. Yeah, thematically very very similar to Triangle Strategy, but with like fully three D graphics. 
um, like some kind of like a war table mechanic where it looks like you can kind of dictate where you go and who you like fight and stuff. Um, and then just very cool looking turn-based strategy battles. I'm very keen. Hmm. Nice. And then the last one was Valkyrie, Valkyrie Elysium. Elysium. Bring it back Valkyrie profile. I never played any of them. Wanted Good to. games. This didn't look so good, right. though. No. <laughs> <laughs> it looks. It looks. It looks either. It looks either rough early. On the edges. It looks either early or shit. I can't tell which. Yeah, She's huh. no Babylon's Fall, but no. It looks like it's at the Oof. point where they release Babylon's Fall, like yeah, twenty percent into development. <laughs> <laughs> Will it be better than Babylon's Fall? Is the question. Yes. And hopefully, yes. <laughs> Low bar to clear. I mean, yeah. Probably, probably won't take much. Uh, all it has all to right. do is like give you yeah. what you paid for, and it'll be better than Babylon's Fall. Oh dear! <laughs> oh, that, that's a crack that can. <laughs> all right. So Gotham Knights got a release date. It's coming uh, October twenty-five. Uh, Warner Brothers Montreal has announced that Gotham Knights will be re- will be releasing on PS Five, PS Four. Series X, S, Xbox One, PC on October 25. The reveal for that was really weird. They literally just tweeted it. They didn't even do a trailer. Yeah, super weird. Yeah. yeah. Gives a... yeah. No, I'm kidding. It was like, oh, here you go. Adam's keen. <laughs> Adam's I keen. am I'm very keen. Very, very keen. And it's coming out in October, the, the spookiest Frothen time Nights of is, year. is what Adam should have called it. <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh that's very good. Should have kept that for the um, review tag. <laughs> yeah, no, you can still use people, that. We'll, we'll forget about remember. it before then. Yeah, true. <laughs> nice. Um, that's my fucking best work too. That's a way to sell a <laughs> six out of ten game. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Batman games. You got to admit, Gotham Knights. <laughs> mm, we'll see. We haven't seen uh, shit in, from it apart it's, from it's, Court of Owser in it. So. Exactly, yeah. Like, the villain's the only thing going for it at the moment. Yeah. Speaking of sixes, in very, very exciting news, Screen Australia has launched a $6 million games ex- uh, expansion pack initiative uh, where all uh, so small to medium-sized indie devs here in Australia will be able to access funding up to 150k. Uh, games can be for console, PC, or mobile. Uh, and, and while the primary pur- purpose is to fund the creation of new titles, existing games uh, or projects are eligible for funding. Uh, you can check out the link that's uh, uh, on our post if you are keen on that, if you're making a game and you happen to stumble across this podcast. I know lots of game devs are big fans. Um, yeah, so that, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, WWE 2K22 season pass details revealed. Any... Adam? Yes. Yeah. So there's going to be one, two, three, four, five different uh, content packs. Uh, they each have oh, five is to this six. The new, the extra wrestler wank that they announced with Joe Logan. Joe Logan. Um, what's this that guy's name? This Logan, has gone well. Logan Paul. <laughs> Logan Paul. Joe Logan. <laughs> Joe Logan. Yes, yeah. Joe Rogan. <laughs> no, he's in the last DLC pack. That's a mix of Logan Paul and Joe Rogan. <laughs> I think, the, in, in honesty, Joe Rogan would probably be less out of place. Only slightly, though. He'd be my second well, favorite okay, bold so... wrestler um, next to Rogan Paul. 
<laughs> Good. Now, people have been... Fucked up in two weeks. <laughs> people have been giving the, the Logan Paul situation a, a bit of a bad rap. The man does have a match at WrestleMania this year and has been involved with WWE quite a lot lately. And something that I feel people forget about is that, that WWE... Well, we'll see. We'll is see. What, but WWE's that, always been to? big on... Is that what it's come to? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he brings in money, so... Uh... So, to, just to put it into perspective, Snooki once had a match at WrestleMania, so they've done the bottom yeah, of the well, barrel. He isn't quite mate, there. She, she can fight. I wouldn't go in a ring with her. <laughs> uh, so yes, at the end of the day, between now sure. and <laughs> between now and July nineteenth, there will be twenty eight different wrestlers or celebrities that you can play as that'll be part of the season pass, or you can buy them separately in five different packs. But yeah, okay. there's a lot of a lot of good wrestlers in there mixed in with celebrities as well. I mean, okay, well, what, Machine Gun Kelly. Who are the actual? Who are the? Yeah, who are the actual <coughs> celebrities? Uh, Mr. T. So. Come on. So yeah, there's Mr. T, Machine Gun Kelly, and Logan Paul are like the three honorary wrestlers. I know if you're gonna put <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, come on. <laughs> All right, going Kelly around the room, question without notice: What celebrity would you want to see in Wrestle? What's the game? WWE. Adam, I've got one that's this. already. I've got one that's already been in an, a wrestling game before. I want Fred Durst, but current look Fred Durst. Dad vibes Fred Durst? Absolutely. Dad vibes Fred <laughs> Durst, 100%. Because he looks like a creator wrestler. That would be... Who's going mine. next? Nathan? Mm, Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, man. The that's trash so man. Good. Trash man needs to make a real appearance. Oh, yeah, that's very good. He could be like a mini Big Show. Like you could have him and Big Show do the tag team. They got the oh, same that's, like that black, is great. you know, leotard and shit. They make it work. Oh, Mark, I like that. They already had. Arnold Schwarzenegger in it a couple of years ago, didn't they? They did Terminator. Yeah, Terminator as the thing. Terminator. Yeah. Uh, in that case, Sylvester Stallone, so we can have like a crossover between the two in a future game. That's yeah, go on. Rocky Karen? versus. You could literally have like Rocky versus the Terminator. That'd be cool. Karen, who you got? I I wasn't even thinking. Um, uh, I'm going Billy Zane. Wait. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you fucking <laughs> would. <laughs> Of course you are. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, actually, genuinely, um, uh, sarcastically, uh, Keith Urban, so I could beat him up. Um, genuinely. <laughs> what a random fucking. Uh, what I if just, I told you I own Keith Urban CD? He's, my, that he's the person I hate the most in the world. Um, Why? It must I would, have I would, to do with work. I would love to play as little Nas X. <laughs> okay. I would That's love to. It's not a bad I would love shout. to play as him as a wrestler. That's not a bad idea, yeah. Someone float yeah, that audio his chat. way. Yeah, he'd love I that. reckon he'd be into it. Yeah. I'll put him no, in the nice. AEW game so it's actually worthwhile playing. <laughs> oh. Um, the same. Wait, is there actually an AEW game, by the way? It's just out of interest? Yeah. In development, yeah. It's been in development for oh, like right, okay. two years now, I think, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, that doesn't sound all, like, that long. Um, hmm. right, quick games. I oh, sorry, quick games. Quick fire news. There's more games coming to Game Pass. 
in April? April? No, fuck. In March, April? sorry. I forgot which month we're in. That's when they grow the uh, syrup. Shredders is coming. The Dungeon of... I can't fucking say that. Uh, March 22, we've got the Tainted Grail, Conquest, and you got Zero Escape, yeah. the Nonary Games. Yeah. Uh, twenty March 24, Norco. Don't interrupt me. I'm on a roll. Quick fire, baby. F21. Oh, wait. F121, <laughs> 2021. Yep. March 24. Mm-hmm. March 29, Crusader Kings 3. March 31, Weird West. I'm uh, leaving. <laughs> don't, don't interrupt me. I'm on a roll. Instantly fucks up F1 2021. <laughs> hey, I'm on that. a straight I'm on a roll. 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 I'm on a is getting co-op and split screen. Uh, yay for that, I assume. That's not the news. It's cross-play. That's what it's I said. It's getting yeah. co-op and split screen. Is that what I said? Yeah. Isn't that same yes. thing? Yeah, oh, yeah, and cross-play. No. And cross-play. Uh, Fuck me. I meant co-op when I said cross-play. I mean, other way around. Oh, no. So, Tiny Teen is one land is getting cross-play and split screen co-op. Yes, you've done it. Borderlands 3 is also getting crossplay later on. This is what happens when you interrupt me. I I was on rails, baby, and you pushed me right off. I think you did that (laughs) yourself by the sounds of it. (laughs) Yes. You just tripped over. Uh, I'm never coming back to this podcast again by the sounds of it. (laughs) Uh, Out. Please don't. I mean, please do. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, please come back. (laughs) Okay, cool, cool. All right. Glad we're on the same page. Please get fucked. Um, uh, I meant please come back, not please. I meant please. I don't know. Fuck it. I know. I know. Um, All right. So the other big news, but we will quickly talk about this because it'll be pretty much redundant by the time this podcast is out but hogwarts legacy is getting a state of play showcase this friday uh, a couple of hours before this podcast is live uh so the blog post is interesting because there's a uh sentence in here let me find the little bit so join us this thursday which is obviously friday here in australia don't forget to head back here so to the playstation blog uh, afterward for a special post that will add a little more context to what you're were about to show you. So that part is interesting. The other part is that it's it's a third-party game that has no real ties to PlayStation as of yet that's getting its own state of play. But I don't think they've done that before, unless I'm incorrect. No, yeah. that sounds... Yeah. The only ones we've seen are like Deathloop, like Ghostwire, you know, they've all been time-exclusive sort of stuff. So... That raises the question, why Hogwarts? I mean, could it be that other platforms just didn't want to touch it because of the, you know, the negativity around the title? Or is there something a little more acquisition-y going on uh, in the background? Maybe Warner Brothers games could become part of PlayStation Studios on Friday. Maybe the game's going to be a timed exclusive. Um, or maybe they're just partnering up. Like who, yeah. Who knows? Uh, anyone got any Ooh. thoughts or theories? I, I really feel, I feel like an like, coming. Maybe. Yeah. I I feel like I just, Warner Brothers and Sony have partnered up in the past. I feel like I remember there being exclusive yeah. Batman content for the Arkham right. games and maybe something similar for 
the Shadow of War games as well. So they've they've always kind of been a little bit close. So yeah, I'm with Kieran. I would not be surprised if we if we get some some big news on an acquisition. But that's a big acquisition in terms of I mean there were IPs, like weren't, I think weren't, I don't know if it was a rumor or like if it was a fact but like weren't they looking for a buyer they were think, last year uh, yeah. yeah yeah they're owned by AT&T correct yeah. I think yeah well, they yes. were yeah. it was time order um and I, th- and I think they want to shed them um but it just seems like that's like like that'd be a pretty big acquisition so what do they got they got the middle of uh, the shadow of war they got the what the Batman games, Mortal yeah. Kombat, uh, obviously, uh, Suicide Squad and uh, Gotham Knights. Well, I guess that's Batman. This uh, like the Harry Potter games, and what else does I can't? They've can't got think that, what else um, Rum, uh, that multiverses or whatever it is, the fighting game coming out, the Warner Brothers mm-hmm. one. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, I know the one that you're talking about, but I can't think of the thing with like people from Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, the only uh, awkward thing about an acquisition would be the licensing because I don't think they would necessarily own the license to the DC games because that would be part of Warner, not Warner yeah, Brothers Yeah, so games. Warner Brothers games so doesn't necessarily have the licenses, yeah. You'd, yeah. They'd, they'd be acquiring so I'm curious to see if it is one. If they do acquire them, how it's going to work in that sense, I don't know. See, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I think maybe, I think an acquisition's massive. Like, that's big. Mm. But... I think maybe maybe a timed exclusive period. It'd be weird for them to pull the rug out, out from under other platforms, though. Like, because up until now, it's been multi Would it, though? Would it? Yeah, I don't think I the know, other platforms like, actually care. I think, like, okay, so I, I'm, I agree. Like, I see what you're saying, but I think it's, this is, in, in some ways, it's no different to, to Starfield in a way. Like, Starfield was pretty much announced as a third party game. They said that it's been targeted at next-gen consoles, which included PlayStation. Then, bang, it got bought. The, the, the only main difference is that this is, you know, further in the pipeline. This is coming out. But they've never actually given a date for anything. So, yeah. technically, they're, they're covered there. So, they could say, hey, it's coming to PlayStation on, you know, March 29 or whatever, and then come into Xbox. But, you know, come into to PlayStation and PC. Cause, and realistically, why does PlayStation even give a fuck is how, how many people have pre-ordered it on xbox like that's not their problem kind of thing you know so for them you know this could pull more more people towards playstation and it's it's like regardless of the hate that's around it this is a big game um because a lot of people know the harry potter you know series and ip and love that and this is kind of like your cods and you know uh, and that where people would, would buy this people you know casual gamers all that are fans of that franchise or the ip so anyway i guess we'll see there's no point much talking about it because the news will be out there do you think we'll get a release date yeah i'm sure we'll release yeah window i feel I'm like say. i'd say a release window release window okay uh what are you feeling for dates or windows october stab in the dark october mm. okay. i like october I'm going to go Feb 2023. I don't know if it's going to be this year. I was thinking the okay. same. Uh, it's, as much as it's early in the year, we're getting a showcase for it. I think early next year makes a good sense for release date. I'm going to go July. Whoa. Yeah. That's huge. That doesn't fit my theory. 
So you know what? I'm changing. <laughs> oh, I'm changing yes, my mind. Yes. I'm changing my mind. It's coming out March twenty second. There you go. Huge. Like next week. Absolutely. It's not, huge. it's not gonna be that much this year. No, definitely not. Move <laughs> uh, over uh, Returnal. Yeah, same day as Returnal. It's no competition to be great. And then three days later, I play Kirby. It's a fantastic week. <laughs> Kirby's the inevitability uh, here. Kirby though. is. Yeah, everything ends with Kirby. <laughs> All right, other news uh, here is that the there's been reports coming out that the perfect so the initiative uh, so the studio behind the Perfect Dark reboot is reportedly suffering from high talent turnover. So this was first posted on VGC. Uh, they broke that and they've spoken to a bunch of former former developers at the initiative. And if you go through the report there, like they actually have like a big long list of all the names and all of the people that have actually left based on like LinkedIn and other stuff like that, you know, and like known departures. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild reading because I'll just read the article that I wrote because I can't quite remember exactly word for word, but um, according to a report by VGC, as many as half of the core development team have left the company in the past year, including the games director, Dan Newberger. And then there's other big name departures who are like the design director, the lead level designer, uh, principal world builder, senior systems designer, and then like three or four people who came from developing God of War. Uh, they, like they've all gone. Um, and v- VGC states that the initiative uh, workforce is currently less than 50 people. It's uh, quadruple A based for you. On, based on um, LinkedIn. So... Uh, they write, and I guess it, it makes sense that uh, this is why Crystal Dynamics was brought on late in uh, late last year to sort of assist uh, with the development of uh, Perfect Dark. But uh, when they did speak to some former employees, they said that uh, or they cited like a lack of cr- creative autonomy and slow development progress uh, with studio boss Daryl Gallagher and Dan Newberger, the guy who's now left. Um, they're apparently quite tight when it comes to creative decisions. And even though the studio promoted like a collaborative creative environment, uh, it was sort of those two that sort of made all the key and creative decisions. Um, they also said that they were surprised with how lenient Microsoft was in regards to the lack of progress in the game's development. Uh, and they believe that with Crystal Dynamics joining uh, and a bunch of people leaving, that there's a chance that the project could undergo a soft reboot uh, and then that'll push the development, out, uh, sorry, the game's release out by uh, years. So doesn't sound like all was well at the Quadruple A initiative. Um, yeah, and like that's... I, mm. Yeah. It I mean, I, right yeah. here in, in this piece is that I've always thought that that was a weird choice for that studio. Um I yeah, just don't agreed. understand why they would reboot Perfect Dark. And, you know, they made all this, you know, fucking noise about, oh, we've got all these former developers from Naughty Dog and God of War and wherever else, and we've got this hotshot team, and but we're rebooting a series. Uh, and now it sounds like it's totally shit the bed. So, And yet it'll still be better than Babylon's Fall. Well, well good. If, if it's, it's going to come out first, first. Yeah. it's going to come out first. Um, so yeah, anyone got any thoughts on anything that's there? I mean, there's a lot more in the uh, in the VGC article. I kind of just 
uh, talked about the the key points that were there. Uh, but if I go to yeah, like that, if you, if you do have a look, that list of people le- leaving is it's huge. And you it's insane, months. isn't it? Pe- people don't yeah. just leave a job. Like that's not an easy thing to do. So something's clearly rubbing them. Yeah, um, but it's just yeah, I don't know. Because this, when was the initiative first announced? Do you guys remember? Uh, it was one of the E3s. I think yeah, like I feel like that was like that something. first really was big it? one there where they started announcing all those acquisitions. That was ages ago. It was like, yeah, yeah it's like 2019, 2020. It's earlier than that, I'm pretty sure. It's like 2018, actually. Yeah, 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 I reckon maybe even earlier. Maybe. Uh, anyway. Um, there you go, eh? There you go. Well, no, here's a, no here's a random question then. Uh, we already got Metroid Prime go back to retro. Will they just go, let's get Perfect Dark back to rare? Nah. Uh, nah. Too late? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rare's busy with Sea of Thieves season 49 or whatever. It's... Surely they don't have that many people working Sea of Thieves though. I wonder is, if Rare's even a that bigger studio these days. Yeah, and the yeah, other question I've got is, uh, uh, how do I put this correctly? Is the Rare team that's there now, are they the sort of studio that would develop a game like Perfect Dark is going to be now? If you can play Perfect Dark nah. and connect? Yeah. Oh, shots yeah, fired. I think, like, Rare is Rare only by name these days. I don't think that... Yeah. 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 Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. They're about as rare as Infinity Ward is Infinity Ward. Yep. They're about as rare as the, the initiative is the initiative. Good first party games are rare oh. at Xbox. Got him. That's Whoa. biased. Take that, Phil. I oh, know he's a big fan of the of the show. Alright, shall we go off topics if no one's got any other uh thoughts on the initiative? Twenty eighteen, by the way, when it was announced. 2018. What? Oh, no. Yeah. I knew it was... I had a feeling it was 2018. And they've done fuck all. And you'd say it's probably good. (laughs) Still two, three years away, potentially. Like that report. Yeah, but they probably spent like... You're going to go on a hiring See, they went big on um, announcing the studio. So maybe they announced it when it was only like, you know, a few people there and they had to actually build the team. So maybe that's... That's the thing. We've discussed this in the past, but like all of the... That that first big E3 where they were like, these are all the studios we're acquiring. This is what they're working on. Like none of that is out yet. Like four years later. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing tangible for all of that, which is rough to say the least. Half of it's So the early pickups were... uh, Who the fuck did we... Happy few compel game. No, what's the, what, what are they called? Compulsion. Yeah. Compulsion games, and then you got Obsidian. Yeah. Ninja, uh, Ninja Theory. Theory, which obviously you know still hasn't and, borne fruit yet. And that's there was one more, wasn't there? Oh, they did the people who did um, State of Decay, I think. Yeah. And uh, a yeah. Double Fine was I think the year later. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the only one, but that game was what pretty much eighty yeah. percent done. You'd say, yeah. Karen, when they picked mm. it up. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. that's insane. Made a lot of noise and didn't really do much after that. But hopefully hopefully we do see some good stuff coming uh, at some point because I think yeah. they need it. They need those big big ticket items. All right, off topics, I went and saw the Batman. 
who I think Nathan's oh. the only one who hasn't seen it. I've seen it twice so, now. Mark, have you seen it? Uh, I have twice? not seen it yet, no. Oh. All right. Nathan, just, have you seen I'm it? seeing it for the second I, time tomorrow. I'm very eager to do so. It's just my logistical issues. So hopefully I'll see it by the time we speak next. It's sounding asked. very decent. I thought it was... Shit. Pretty good. Very good. <laughs> very good. Oh, Probably a 8.5 to a 9 from me. I'm going to yeah, say nice. something maybe, maybe a little controversial. I'm not all that interested in it. Yeah, mm. you're not coming back on the podcast. Unreal. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, that appearance. too. Yeah, that was controversial as well. Um, I, no, yeah. it's just, I, I, I don't know if we want another gritty, dark superhero. It's, it's mm. I just, but I don't know. It's not like, oh, oh, wait. Nah, you should see it. It's not like, no, nah, it's not like that. It's, it's not yeah. um, like Dark Knight gritty. Like, it's very nah. different. It's noir comic book, like dark. Mm. And like I said, I think I said on last week's podcast that it is more of a comic book film than it is a superhero film. And you have to watch it to understand why in a lot of ways. But it's, yeah, it's not the the kind of dark and gritty that you're probably sick of seeing, I would imagine. Okay. All right. No, that's a fair point. Um, yeah. And just Mark, I don't know how much of the podcast you've heard, but Kieran and I are both not really superhero film people mm-hmm. and we both really liked it, so... That's good to know. Um, that is good to know. All right. Maybe I will give it a chance. You know, there's the whole right, COVID cool. well, thing. Well, when, so when Nathan and everyone else on the podcast at the time seen it, we'll, we'll maybe talk a tiny bit more about it because we covered it a fair chunk last week. Uh, anybody else got anything else in terms of off topics? Uh, the Miss Marvel trailer dropped yesterday. Oh, yeah. Speaking of superheroes. That looks mm. really, really cool. That's yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Watched uh, season one of Raised by Wolves. Oh, how's that? Surprisingly decent. Like it's yeah. super high production for a television series, which surprised me. I really want to start um, watching. I knew it. that. Yeah. Um. It. It's. I. It's. A, it's an odd one where I feel like there's, the story sort of has like two arcs. There's sort of like a human arc and an android arc. Because um, you've got these androids that are trying to raise like a new line of humanity on a planet that humanity hasn't quite reached yet. Humanity's fleeing Earth. So these androids are going to inhabit this planet. This planet has a history that they haven't yet found out about. It's by Ridley Scott. I think he's got a pretty strong creative overview of this one. And he's getting old in age too. So it's it pulls... It's kind of like um, if all the crazy ideas that Ridley Scott had ever had just didn't have much editorial oversight and he was just able to go like crazy with it so it's just the most absurd ideas from like alien and um, blade runner and all these things sort of mishmashed together and it's it's quite interesting but you won't like it if you've not enjoyed ridley scott's previous stuff it's very very peak ridley scott cool nice all right is that uh is that it for this week? I think so. Oh, I started, uh, I started watching... Oh, sorry. You go. No, I was just going to say that the reviews for the first two episodes of the Halo TV series are starting to come in. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know if, it, you, know, good, I if you guys have read any of them yet. Uh, apparently, it's okay. Mm, it looks... Uh, whatever that means. So it looks very okay we'll in see. the trailers. That's how I felt yeah. that, too. Apparently, if you the, the, the old one. <laughs> What? Forward Unto Dawn? You know the one, the the one, one that they series? did 
did with um, Master Chief Collection. Is that... Are you talking about Machinima's Red versus Blue? Is no, 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 no. Um, I think oh. they did do a oh, the live action one? thing briefly with yeah. like maybe it had Mike Coulter and that in it. Or no, yeah. that was Halo Five though. No, it no. was what the thing that, or maybe it was Halo Five, but that came out around the same time. Yeah, because yeah, there was, was there was uh, Halo Legends, which was like the animated stuff, and there was uh, like a short series of live action stuff. I can't remember what it was called. Was that, that Forward Unto Dawn? Yes, I think it's something like that. I'm trying to look for it now. I thought it was like a web, like a almost like a web series type thing. Yeah. No, it was de- it was definitely one that came with uh, Master Chief collection. I feel like that was Forward Unto Dawn because that was maybe I can't, I can't remember. Hmm. I think that was the one. Was I thought that was Halo Five that did that. Or maybe it was Halo 5 then. I thought it was Master Chief Collection. All right, well, uh, yeah, off topics is just find a, out. Yeah, 15 minutes of all of us trying to figure out where um, that scene, the <laughs> action Halo thing from. I'm it just hoping exist. he's talking about like, um, doing that. like one of the YouTube parody videos or something. <laughs> um, I watched the. I didn't uh, say um, it was amazing. Has anyone? Halo Nightfall is what it was called. Uh, Halo Nightfall. Uh, and the short series was Forward Until Dawn, which is around Halo 4. Yeah. Mm. Got him. Um, changing the topic. Has anyone seen Ragnarok, like the series, the Norwegian series? No, I I had a brief interest on the back of Dark. Yeah, that's like what kind of looks like. Dark. The, yeah, that's exactly where I came from. Um, and it does have a very similar vibe. Um, I'm only three episodes into the first season. Um. Essentially, yeah, it's that that same mix of like teen drama and like supernatural stuff, but it plays on a lot of Norse mythology. Um, very, 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 very good so far. I'm really enjoying it. So, if anyone's been yeah, nice. like, it's on like my, slightly interested, like I'd say definitely give it a go. I'm on slightly my interested, list, but um, I'm not allowed to watch any more with subtitles for the moment. <laughs> You've blown your quota. Strained his eyes too much. Anna needs to go. And it needs to go English. Yeah. And it needs to watch some more English stuff. You said go English. So it's like, <laughs> like a title of like a English bad stuff. like comedy. Anna goes English. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah, Please. let's do it. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks for staying <laughs> for this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. You if say, you want to check out the content, you, you can go to everyone w- for w- the podcast. So thank you for staying oh okay I'm sorry <laughs> sorry i heard thanks go for the to www.well-play.com.au <laughs> if you want to have some sweet smooth balls and save 20 percent off and get free shipping you go to uh www.manscape.com use the code well shaved i'm actually going to buy some underwear because their underwear is incredibly comfortable it's like agreed bucks or something like that or 40 bucks or, or, or comes down to 40 something bucks amazing amazing if you want to feel good if have hair going, going through your <laughs> nuts just perfect absolutely perfect well shaved 20 percent off and we will see you next week and have a great week bye and i'll be back one day yeah no. next time bye bye <laughs> thank you thank you bye bye watch batman mark bye <laughs>